Some of our language is coming at you with irresistible force. If you don't think you can pass your strength test, then best back off now. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. Welcome to a very special episode of The Dwellers Below. I'm the Father of Lies and I've got a whole bunch of friends with me today, which is a totally new experience for me. Normally <laughs> I uh, don't have many friends at all. It's like the opposite of high school. Um, so we're up in Canberra at the moment. We are podcasting on the evening after CanCon and we're going to do a bit of a CanCon rundown. So I've got an all-star cast for you today. There's two, four, six, eight. 10 of us in the room, so it's going to get a bit loose. We've got six mics, so apologies if there's some uh, mic handling sound in the background, but we reckon it's all going to be worth it. So I'm just going to go around the table. Just a quick introduction, starting with, on my left here. Uh, Smorgan, number one Tempest Eye player, globally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sean Bates, notorious, over from New Zealand. Uh, Bet the number one Tempest Eye player this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris the Egg here again. Uh, Lucky Mulch Cakey in the house. Dan from AOS Shorts. Uh, Adam Burt, the most censored podcaster in Australia. <laughs> You're Jesse's friend, right? Correct. Uh, Clint Mallet, CanCon TO, and from Hell's War. Rob, are you on the internet? Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed it, bro. Smashed it. He's the share of wargaming. He only needs one name. (laughs) Jets owner. (laughs) I'm sure sure everyone knows Nathan and Rob, but give us a quick rundown. Rob from the Honest Wargamer. Rob from the Honest Wargamer. Just Nathan still? Yeah, still Nathan. I have a small brown dog. Everybody likes (laughs) (laughs) likes to look at his bum hole on the internet. There you go. Yeah, we do a show just for the dog's bum hole, really. Yeah, Warhammer's the cover. We actually have a load of fetish people on the internet who send us requests. It's super weird. That's fine. We've had that in the past as well. So, And we've sent you a few of those requests too. We appreciate the money. I, I just like listening to Nathan say uh, Limpopo River uh, over and over again. Every, every story in the morning starts with, oh, this one time I was near the Limpopo. Sweet. So you guys have come down here to Australia, down under, from the UK for coverage. Fucking good on you. Like, yep. that's, a, that's a long flight. Oh, yeah, super long. Went to China. Um, and they're real small, so they weren't uncomfortable in the chairs. We were. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but it was, it, was, it was amazing. Clint obviously did the GoFundMe, and then everyone went crazy. Then there's a guy that fancies Nathan, and now we're here. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and amazing. Like, the coolest thing. And this is awesome because I'm a big fan of loads of people in the room. So, real happy to be here. And that's why we've got you guys in the room because we, the dwellers, are are big fans of all the people here. And uh, we just thought it would be awesome to do a bit of a a collaboration, a bit of networking. And uh, it's great to have everyone in the one place. So, CanCon's just wrapped up. I'm going to throw to the TO, Clint. Uh, Give us a rundown and just tell us about the weekend and, you know, was it what you expected? Was the lead-up kind of easy or difficult? Obviously, the so it's the joint biggest Age of Sigmar tournament in the world, is it? Yeah, yeah, joint biggest with South Coast a couple of years ago. One more we needed. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, everyone who dropped out, fuck you. Fuck you. For shame. Yeah. And we know a few people who dropped out and we'll be letting them know. 
Yeah, no, it was slightly disappointing to be joined, but oh well, that's it is what it is. Um, just hashtag make it three hundred for next year. No, <laughs> no. four hundred. No. <laughs> Do you regret bowing to peer pressure and drastically upsizing the event? Um, it was always going to be about two hundred ish. Um, going to two twenty meant we had the drops and kept size. Uh, I, I'm very sore for, and tired, so a little bit. It was pretty next level. Like we've been gaming, and so the Dwellers guys have been gaming, t- t- going to CanCon for like 12 or 13 years, and I think the biggest I remember it being was 120. So seeing the amount of space we took up in the hall, like the logistics for that must have been pretty, pretty rough. Uh, other other TOs at other events are pretty annoyed at us at how much room we took up, stole all their tables and stuff. <laughs> Um, but I'm okay with that. I, I can sleep soundly. Um, the ninth age should probably have more attendees in that case. Th- they should have had people buy tickets quicker. Yeah. Uh, no, it's an awful lot of tables and it's an awful lot of train. Yeah, ridiculous amounts. And on the day, everything kind of went the way you wanted it to or? Yeah, no, we had some little hiccups with people not quite being used to like hitting score sheets in and stuff like that. You know, after the, the, hard the basics, the hard stuff like finish your game, put your score sheet in when you're done rather than pissing off to lunch. And so we have to try and find you amongst 2000 people. Um, that always works really well. So we had a delay day one. Uh, those people were severely uh, reprimanded. Sorry. OK, it wasn't me. I was just leaving. Right. <laughs> Zinger number one just, in the bank. He's, he's talked up the zingers, did Mr. Bird as well. Uh, that, no, no. Yeah, so after they were severely reprimanded, um, it all went fairly well. Until today when I had to escort a drunk man out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, did you escort Aaron out? <laughs> <laughs> no, we sort of received this sort of signal from one of the players down the back uh, that his opponent had gone to the toilet a lot and was just sort of like not really focusing and having trouble moving his model. So we went down. There was like four of us all in blue shirts descending on on basically on this back table and we get there and there's just models everywhere and he's in the toilet having a bit of a throw up. Kid and Evan shame. No. No. I don't I don't I don't want to take it further than that. But we had to we told him to leave and told him to stay out. So it's disappointing for his opponent, like that, for like because it was last game. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully his opponent comes back because it'd be a fairly negative experience, and that's not really what we wanted people to have. And also, I didn't think I'd have to escort someone out like that today. <laughs> Could have been lucky, given he was in the in the toilet chundering like four or five times during the weekend. Saturday was a really rough time. Um, Friday night, I went a bit hard at the barbecue, had too many ciders. Randy made me some fruit tingles and oh my Did Lord, you wrestle it. anyone to the ground while simultaneously stealing their hat and shouting profanities? Uh, I don't think that was me. <laughs> was <Yeah>. it? <laughs> Randy made quite a few people fruit tingles though, didn't he, Nathan? Yeah, he did. I was... Uh doing some funny purple stuff in the morning when I was coughing <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, that yeah. mental. So I try to just get some last minute prep done on the Friday night after this barbecue and Nathan comes in and he is gone <laughs> and he just talks shit at me for two hours while I'm trying to get stuff done. <laughs> I was just helping out. You were, looking, you were looking a bit faded, so I thought, yeah, 
little bit of chirpy company, you'd be yeah. all right. I mean, so, you had the energy given the amount of sugar you'd been drinking. I, yeah. Oh, was yeah. So, so for context, on Friday night, uh, Doom and Darkness, who unfortunately couldn't make it tonight, uh, organised a massive Age of Sigma community barbecue. There was 50-odd people there. It was fantastic. It was just at the Caratel, which was near the venue. And they just they cooked up all the food. Everyone brought drinks. Uh, eventually, the Gronks rocked up. Things got escalated a little bit, uh, as they do. But it was just awesome seeing so many members of the Sigma community together at a barbecue. Can we give a shout-out to Randy, first generally, and then more specifically? Ten, shout out King. Ten sausages in bread. What? I'm so jealous. Back to back without a break. Madness. And he would have, That's a madness. He would have had more, but he'd finished them all. What a man. He's like the, the Sigma Ack. Young actor. Rocking up with the fruit tingles and just giving everyone like fruit tingles. The night really escalated when he got there. That's how you become the fruit tingler. And yeah. Oh boy, did I get tingled. <laughs> you are definitely not the only person that got tingled. So what was it like? Let's talk to Dan for a bit. What was it like meeting everyone on that Friday night? It was great. It was the reason why I came over, right? It's to catch up with you guys. It's to catch up with the Australian scene, people you only know from over the internet and actually have a beer, have a drink, catch up, talk Warhammer. It's the best thing, the reason why we came. Was it what you expected from all the internet personalities? Completely. Everyone is exactly their internet caricature. Good. Do, do you find much of a difference between the guys who play Warhammer in New Zealand, Australia, England? Like, are there any sort of idiosyncrasies that make the, the different communities that are separated by these vast distances? I'm going to throw that over Sean, as I don't have an answer. No. <laughs> it was really, it was just the same. It was just a bunch of lads getting together, rolling dice, having a good time. Um, people were way more friendly and way more excited than what I expected. Which was um, which was so awesome, and hospitality has been great, and everyone's just been really open. I expected a bit of more like banter, but shit talking, which it has been, but it hasn't been like rubbed in my face everywhere that I go that you know I should be walking around with a sheep on my back or something like that. So no, it's been good. I don't think it's the issue with them sheep being on your back. It's usually with them being somewhere else. <laughs> oh boy, so this show's mainly about throwing shade, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, neither of you have mentioned what happened during the day on the Friday. What was the, the precursor to the event? Well, the precursor was the Tasman Cup. So uh, No, no, no. Let's wind it back a minute and fine. let's talk about my game with Smorgan. <laughs> Fuck. I was going to get to that. You no, 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 sheep we, we shagging. Need, <laughs> we, need to, we need to set the table. Um, so we meet at Jock Games and Sam's in the office. His deconstructed latte, swinging his big old dick around, <laughs> throwing down challenges to anyone who walks in and wants them. It was a fat black. <laughs> <laughs> so we roll up and, uh, and we play a game and um, all was going well and Sam got a bit excited, a bit of a crowd behind him. All right, so hold up, hold up, hold up. Turn three. Were we playing uh, Border War? Lord of War. <laughs> <laughs> Plug. So we're playing Border uh, War. Turn three. I'm on, uh, what was it, focal points? No, it was focal points. Focal points. Yeah. I'm on 24 points, turn three. Yeah. Capped him turn one. Capped him turn three. Capped him turn two. That's yeah. not in and, sequence. And in that order. It's fucking late. <laughs> it's fucking late. So I'm on 24 points. Yep. Big Sean here, he's on two. 
So put the dice down, put my hand up and say, thanks for the game, mate. Better luck next time. He goes, uh, yeah, I can still win. And he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we um, had a bit of an audience and Sam was just really excited. Yeah. <laughs> Power stance and swinging it around. Um, and then I had to explain to him that, yes, it was the end of his turn free, but I was yet to start my turn free. And if I cap perfectly for the rest of the game, then I'll win by two points. Um, didn't land up that way, but um, got the minor, was it? After fucking some bad mass on both sides. Results sheets had already been handed in, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. t- I'll take the win. Yeah, but I docked you on sports, mate, so it was all good. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, and then we Tasman Cup. You want to talk about that, Dan, about how yeah, sort sure. of like we got into it? Yeah, so uh, we knew that we had five New Zealanders coming across and we sort of wanted to make it the full weekend of it. With an asterisk next to that five New Zealand number, right? Yeah, uh, five people currently located in New Zealand at the time that they left to go to CanCon. <laughs> it's probably the fairest description of the team, but we wanted to make a full weekend of it, so uh, challenged a few Aussies. I can't even remember if it was Charles that approached me or I approached him. Uh, I think it was Charles, mate. Um, I think they came to us. He's slightly keen on team competitions, I gather. Um, he might not be <laughs> after the weekend. So anyway, he reached out and we decided we'd uh, take the New Zealanders that came across. Uh, we'd sort of badge ourselves as Team New Zealand. Uh, the dream team, you mean? Yeah, the dream team. Um, uh, and two US men's basketball team right here, mate. And we'd face whatever Australians decided they were brave enough for the challenge. Um, Sydney. Yeah, which appears to have been Sydney and a few other people. Um, and so we had a 5v5 uh, team tournament, so individual matchups. Uh, we didn't go anything too fancy in terms of pairings and things for first year of getting back into it. Um, decided to just randomly roll up. Um, so we had five games, all in the CanCon rounds and Realmscape features to get a bit of practice in before the weekend. Um, and yeah, it turned out well for us. Obviously the Aussies won because you guys didn't mention this and bring it up on your own. No. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all, no. Uh, we went 3-2, which was as expected, um, as in the result was close, not as expected that we were. No, nah, fuck you guys, we were way better. Um, yeah, we went 3-2, I won my game, Dan won his game, and Fraser? Sam won his game. <laughs> Fraser won his yeah, game. Yeah, Fraser, yeah, and then Seth didn't win his game, and Seth. Lee lost his game. Seth lost in deployment. Yeah, is that, is, he lost on matchup, essentially. Also deployment. Is this the oh, better, better, better part of Valor. Yeah, but you need to know how, how to build. Yeah. Were, weren't there like eight Sylvaneth armies in this 10 there team? There were four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So out of 10 teams, we had four. Yeah. Uh, how many were qu- at CanCon? Six out of 200. <laughs> <laughs> so not very good CanCon prep then? <laughs> no. <laughs> As it turned out. Chris and Sam will, uh, will back me up on this with our ETC history. We have a long and storied history in Australia of losing to New Zealand whenever we play them in team competition. Yeah, well, we're glad we could keep up that tradition. I, I think I might have been playing for New Zealand the last time Australia beat them. <laughs> that is entirely possible. Uh, Chuck was going through the, the history. He had it all down. Uh, he'd written down well, and the last time Australia won. It was a long time ago, which is why the trophy specifically says the Age of Sigma um, <laughs> Trans-Tasman Cup, and it's the first time it's happened, and all the other ones don't count. Pretty disappointed that it's not actually a cup because we were wanting to drink out of it after our <laughs> victory on the battlefield. I'm sure you have somewhere to put the plaque up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we kicked on to the barbecue. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, great icebreaker by Michael. Um, Would you say 50 odd people, maybe more? 
turned up. Everyone super friendly, super accommodating, welcoming. Uh, everyone just wanted to have a chat. Was was everyone super friendly? Did you say Max K beyond 10 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, a few people were introduced to the Gronks the hard way. Spider Rider! <laughs> oh, that cunt. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was mountain people and shit, eh? Yeah. I, there was like no implied consent whatsoever. So he'll get fucked up and hashtag me too, eh? Hit it back, Clint. <laughs> As per usual, we are 15 minutes in and you guys are killing all attempts I have at keeping levels. Yeah. No, it was great. It was just a great way to roll into the event, um, hungover, and yeah. <laughs> what was awesome was rocking up the next day and knowing people and having chatted to them before the event because obviously the event runs pretty you know, tight schedule, pretty busy. You don't have the time to talk to everyone that you'd like and so I actually kind of... It, you know, it's the perfect icebreaker. Knowing some people at the event before you know before you get there and, and talking to them, and you know your first opponent being like, "Oh, hey, I saw you last night. I had a chat." You know, it's not totally foreign foreign territory. Yeah, I, I definitely get what you mean about there being so many people and so uh, yeah, so hard to meet everyone. I, I I finally met Travis from the Heralds at about eight thirty tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just uh, yeah, hadn't got a chance to actually speak to him the entire weekend. Rob and Nath, you guys were getting the celebrity treatment on Friday night? Yeah, uh, I guess. It was just like, it's the same thing maybe, compounded a little bit. Um, there were loads of people around and meeting everyone was great. Um, awkward people introducing themselves via their name and not their, either their Twitter or Twitch name. Because uh, I was like, oh, nice to meet you too. And then I'd be like, I'm this guy. I'm like, I fucking love that guy. You're great. Uh, so that was cool. Um, yeah, but just re- everyone, like, same thing. Everyone was so friendly and accommodating. And I think I think I got a little bit, hung out with some of the guys from Queensland on the Friday night. And I could tell that they were just being super accommodating and friendly. Bogans? Uh, yeah, uh, but they were the best. And I could tell that like after that kind of initial day that they were just going to call me a cunt for the rest of my life. Uh, and I was like, that's cool. I'm, I'm down with that. Welcome to Australia. Come yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, um, that that Friday night was pretty pretty uh, crazy. Um, Do you remember any of it? Not, not really. I'm just super aware Australia has a reputation for poisonous creatures and I got poisoned badly on that Friday night. Um, yeah. yeah, them two-legged creatures did me over good and proper. So, yeah. Turned your tongue blue. Yeah, yeah. We also got to hang out with the guys from the Fell Charge on the Thursday and we had dinner at Travis's. So Travis was like super lovely and had put on this really nice dinner, which was great. And his wife had to listen to us talk Warhammer, which was great. And it was really civil. It was really civil and really like nice. And I was like, we met a cat. Like, and then we met the guy. Then we went and met the guys with the failed charge. One of whom was being sick because he'd been punching the nuts so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were telling us about Australian uh, surprise sex stories, and it was just <laughs> so. Like, are we talking about Max again? Or? Uh, it's, just a, it's just a bunch of things. Uh, but yeah, it was, there was no consent. Um, but yeah, those guys were amazing fun to be around, and like really kind of set the tone for all the people we'd meet on the Friday. So, uh, <laughs> and then the weekend, and now. So, yeah, it was great, and everyone's been amazing. Fantastic. So, we'll skip forward to Saturday morning. Some of us feeling a little bit under the weather, Nathan Lockie. 
I wasn't actually too bad <laughs> when I woke up. I think I was still a little bit drunk, maybe. I don't know. Um, I felt very sick after game one. That's when it hit me. Yeah, just super tired. And yeah, like I say, there was weird purple stuff coming out of my body. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's never happened to you before, though? Were you not playing games? Yeah, I wasn't playing games, so that wasn't too bad. Actually, I saw kangaroos that morning as well, so that was sweet. Sweet as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you saw them out there, didn't we, mate? <laughs> well, that might have been the day before. I don't know. You, you saw kangaroos or was I this the purple kang- stuff hallucination? Yeah, bouncing animals. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say kangaroos. So, we'll go around the table. Most of us played. We're just going to talk about our day one at CanCon. So, we don't want to spend too long on how someone rolled a double turn and won their game, Sam. But um, we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna go through just our day one for the coverage people, just kind of highlights of the day, how it all went. Let's go, Sam. Uh, so day one, I, I turn up to my table. My opponent's not there when I get there, but he, he gets there a little bit after I get there. And then <laughs> next, oh, so what do you mean? <laughs> no, I had fucking three awesome games on day one. Um, going into round three, I was coming first. I was max victory points and and two big wins in secondaries and I thought I was the big king dick and uh, my opponent turned up and he said he played Daughters of Cain and I was like yes I know Daughters of Cain inside out I'm gonna smash this noob I mean about 20 minutes later I had my hands in my head and I was knocked out of contention but yeah three awesome games on day one played Hayden Walker round one with the Sylvaneth um, that was really cool forget who I played game, game two and game three but they're they also cool games I had the grudge against Hayden and pleased to get over line that one uh, yeah, so I turned up um, game one against Canyon Rock and was playing Matt Gammy, who is a bit of a babe. You know, it's good to see that he's bringing balance to the demographic that is fat white male that plays this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, shot off his big boss turned one and um, just went from there. Uh, won the game. Um, game two, played against Aaron. And that was a squeaky bum game, which came down to sort of the last... Um, the last t- 10 minutes of the game, um, managed to win it. He pretty much tabled me with daughters and I was able to hold on and better part of Valor and burn enough objectives. Shout out to Aaron Graham, who stayed at the same hotel as me and did not pay for a single Uber all weekend. <laughs> Cheers, Aaron. And why was it you were taking Ubers? Oh, yeah, that's right. So I organised Adam's <laughs> army. I submitted uh, Aaron, Aaron's army. I submitted Aaron's list. I brought Aaron's models. I brought everything for Aaron. And he was supposed to organise the car. So that was the one thing that he had to do, the hire car. It sounds like Aaron won the game with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron messages me and says, oops, I don't have my licence. Ha ha. <laughs> was, was, why are you telling this story? Fuck. <laughs> was this revenge for you not registering him at your own tournament? Was he just low-key going, fuck you, Sam. Yes. I am going to mooch off you all weekend. I suspect so. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to Aaron Graham. He was a stellar guy. Um, and in game three, I played um, James Lynch. I think it was from Sydney. He had a beautiful corn army, Gore Pilgrims. Um, looked really good in the dead pile, eh? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, James, James was a fucking gin. Um, I felt quite sorry for him. He, he pushed his army forward. Shot off some stuff, turn one, 
and then he pushed it forward again and I counted him with aphids and then I shot it off over a double turn and he pretty much just called it at that point. Um, but no, it's great. So 3-0 day one with all secondaries. Your army sounds like a really positive play experience. Oh, I shot it off. Oh, and then I shot it off. Oh, and then I shot it off. Yeah. Play quick. Well, it was on day two, right? Speaking of negative play experiences, Chris, you had a gav bomb. I had a very, uh, very thematic <laughs> army. I had lots of different units, a uh, lot of variety there. Some, uh, yeah, ro- rocking some of the old Stormcast and a few of the new. Uh, but I, I had three ripping games. I had a grudge lined up against Ash McEwen in the first round, and whilst he did beat me in the game, in what really mattered in the trash talk stakes, I think there's still a little bit of room for improvement, but hopefully we'll warm up into that uh, for next time. Uh, then I got to play against uh, Hugh, uh, one of the, uh, I think, fairly local guys with some sweet bloodthirster action. Uh, and then the game that I really need to talk about was against Josh with a 1,200-point corn dragon of Get Fucked. <laughs> I put 20 wounds onto this motherfucker, and then it killed 1,760 points of my army. <laughs> <laughs> it's flying around with like six wounds left, taking off 10 evocators in a turn. How is that fair? Forge World War Scrolls, they're great. Um, yeah, but luckily the the 180 points I had left was sitting on two objectives and 1,200 points of Dragon was only sitting on one. So, it, yeah, like, objectives are cool, but Corn Dragons are pretty fucking scary. Oh, you need the microphone, don't you, Lucky? <laughs> yeah, so um, I rocked up uh, day one. I had my, uh, my, my, my sweet fox fucker shorts on. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sam Morgan for... Um, yes. <laughs> For organising them, they fucking look good and they're pretty comfy. How tight actually. are they around no. your thighs and your balls? Mine, mine are okay. Mine fit okay. well, but I had to we, we had to cut out these fucking mesh things out because yeah. like you're a lucky man. Very restricted. Do you have such small balls? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I walked into that one. Um, no, okay. Another shout out to Mr. Seth Cook, who is I think he might be one of yeah. your mates, boys. Uh, I played him round one. He's a fucking legend. Um, I think he went away with best best sports. Um, I definitely voted for him uh, because he was a legend. He had uh, the the sweet grot army, um, a bunch of what? Sweet grot army. <laughs> what are they called? Gloom gloom spites. Oh, I don't know. He was spider fang, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he had three sweet arachnorocks, and he uh, ran them all into me, and I killed them all. <laughs> I think turn one, I doom bolted off his uh, his bro on gigantic spider, and, he, and I was like, "Oh yeah, cool, sorry, mate." Um, so yeah, that ended pretty quickly. Round two, I was up against uh, Matt Campbell with his uh, sweet corn army. Turn one, he charges in a bloodthirster and explodes my army, kills it all. That was uh, a lot of fun. He had a sweet corn army. <laughs> it was a sweet corn. Army. <laughs> Very sweet. <laughs> Shout out to the liability, one of the uh, the old hammer guys who ran a list that he called. Chicken and corn soup, <laughs> <laughs> as he had Archaon, a Lord of Change, and a Bloodthirster in it. Mmm, the little liability. He didn't even make it to Mooseheads. Well, more on that later. Um, <laughs> and then round three, played Mr. Tyson Gleason from Bendigo. He had some Lizardmen. Uh, he shot me a lot. Uh, Seraphon, man. So, whatever, yeah, mate. Get on the new page. Oh. I, I just don't get how they're flying in floating spaceships no around does. the Ear fucking... Shit, like, what the There's fuck? a new name. <laughs> and, uh, anyway. <laughs> so he, 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 shot, he shot me a lot, but I, I was on the objectives and that's basically how it played out, as you expect. End of day one, you two wins and five vomits. 
<laughs> Four vomits. The fifth vomit, I had nothing. Well, the third vomit, I had nothing left to vomit. So I had to go have, eat lunch so I could throw up again. <laughs> it's not not. It's not nice throwing up an entire thing of chips and gravy. You got free. especially when you paid like eleven dollars for it. I know. What was with those prices at CanCon? Fuck epic. Oh, Boycott. Boycott the CanCon uh, catering. Yeah, we'll just do what Ninth Age did and play at talk games. Yeah, I, I thought you were about to say just boycott CanCon. <laughs> can't, you can't. You can't fit two hundred people at Joel Games. Sorry, CanCon. <laughs> um, yeah, Dan. Cool. So I wasn't playing over the weekend. Uh, I was doing the roving reporting on the stream for the Honest Wargamer. You're always playing, you gorgeous man. So did you bring it? Yeah. So my expectation was that I was going to go around, talk to some people, have some interesting stories, get to meet people. Instead, I spend the weekend getting called a sex robot. From um, the future. <laughs> from the future. And a series of robotic-related memes. Um, it looked so, like they had you working pretty hard. You were running around with your notepad writing shit down all I was weekend. full hamster. I was fully committed. I was going to be the best amazing. damn roving reporter I could be. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was largely just rounding around trying to find matchups that would be good for the uh, good for the stream or just interesting stories. And we had tons on day one. We had Swift Orcs going three and zero. Who yeah, the bloody we, hell knew that was going to happen? We looked like a mug that day, didn't we? Because the first matchup we wanted Swift Orcs on because they've never they've never been in competitive AOS two, so you want to see them. But we saw they were against Murderhost, and in that scenario, it was like, oh, Murderhost walk across, smash them off, it's done, and then. Comes to the end, it's like, oh, they've won. But now they're against something else and we can't put them on because they're going to lose. And then they win game two. And so eventually, like, fucking, we've just got to put them on game three, right? Even though it's clear that they're not going to win. And then they fucking win. Like, so that's the hardest bit about picking out, especially out of 200. We've never had to pick out of a pool so large before. It's really tough picking games you think are going to be interesting. Well, 100 matches. Picking matches are going to be interesting. And we were, we, there was loads of back and forth, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. There were so many different choices that you could have because you're either trying to get something that's quite competitive or an army that you're not going to see or someone that's going to play in a particular play style or... Yeah, there's a whole range of things that you want to do on day one that's very different from what you do on day two in terms of the matchups. Yeah, we always try and try day one really fun. Day two is like the competition, and that's the background. But the issue is sometimes is you, what, what I don't want to do is, or the honest war gamer doesn't want to do is pick people you know. So it's like the opposite of the ETC, right? Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so you want to you want to you want to pick people who good stories that have got nothing to do with you. That's hard because you don't know everyone, and sometimes you've got a limited amount of time. Sometimes like five ten minutes max. So, were there any whitewashes in in the stream? Uh, well, like some of the games were over, and then when I went for Games Workshop, that was tough because they would want to fill the time, but we'd have to fill the time, and I'd already pre-recorded some stuff to fill gaps. Uh, and Dan did an amazing job of going and interview people because the main point of this weekend was showing off the amazing event that Clint's put on and the Australian community to the wider audience. So we just interviewed people and sport gamers, so it's fine. That's it. Yeah, there's so many good people to pull out. Like So many people at their first event coming along and smashing it and having a great time, having played sort of five or six games of Sigma. And we're getting coming away with four or five wins. There's Dave with his big stabbers list, which just was crazy. Um, 
there was a guy who'd come across with a war machine and hordes and was smashing it up with spider fang. There was a whole range of people that were just completely new to the scene and real breath of fresh air, so it's really good to talk to them. That's a key role of that person's job in, in the mix of what we do because you can't ever hear all those stories. I'm sure you guys got that as well. You've got your own stories from your journey and then you listen to the podcast and most people love that because they get to hear like six or seven different stories of funny dudes. But then Dan's job is to go and find all the other stories that are happening that you maybe won't hear about. And it's a pretty pivotal role, especially for, I don't know, maybe creating a larger global audience because you get some cracking, you get some good gags as well. But yeah, whitewashes, there are some. You just finish, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's not much you can do. Um, I guess day one, you'd be like, oh, uh, you want to see matches that are close, but sometimes that, that doesn't pan out the way. But well, it's, just, it's hard. One of the last game, the last game we did it, the last time we covered, the fucking guy. Terrible. Like, just rubbish. Like, he's watching it. It's a train wreck and it's the final game. Like, what are you going to do? you got to just say, it, this is a train wreck. Was it game one that ended basically turn one? Because I think I remember you guys running around looking for... Um, turn two? Yeah. I think it was turn two. It was probably roll, just done. I know I got dragged up for an interview with Nathan that uh, I was thoroughly unprepared for. Um, Me too, always. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was great to see you guys there and the, the atmosphere around. So you you guys were off in the corner a little bit um, doing your thing, but the atmosphere around those tables, people coming, checking out the, um, the the game that was being streamed, looking over, watching the interviews and stuff like that, was actually just really awesome to see. Because uh, something that I've noticed from playing like Magic the Gathering tournaments, one thing that uh, really kind of just ramps up the excitement is having what you're doing being broadcasted, whether or not you're actually on the feature table or you know, doing interviews like the media star personality that Nick is. Uh, not bitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, just the fact that people around you are like seeing all that going on and you know what you're doing is like, affecting more people and being heard by people around the world is actually really cool and that's something that Warhammer hasn't had in the past and it's, it seems to be growing leaps and bounds. My, I think it's a good thing. I do. My biggest, uh, the downside, the biggest downside for me for CanCon for the whole weekend was that I didn't get to watch the coverage because, like, I wanted to watch the coverage. It looked you awesome. didn't miss much. <laughs> Wait, we'll oh, be on wow. YouTube. <laughs> it'll all be on YouTube, right? It's YouTube and Twitch and it's free. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's going to be great. So, uh, went into day one with the first scenario being my, the one scenario that I didn't match up well on. High, ex- um, high expectations, you reckon, for you? A lot of people putting high expectations on me, but uh, was always happy. Look, thought I'd do well. I yeah. know, I know Clint, Went in with a competitive list. I know Clint really wanted to see you win again. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll show you the... I'll upload the message log on my phone from Clint um, with all of the negative messages of non-support of if I win his event two years in a row. Um, was there a sneaky uh, suck it I gave you Marathi game one deal with it? Yeah, funny that. You know, it's my weakest matchup and uh, scenario-wise. And who have I drawn against? Hagnar, Daughters of Cain, with one of two Marathis at the entire event in three places of power um, and was down 11... Three, eleven two, in turn three, and pulled it back to eleven all, and took a minor victory in that as against uh, Tristan Smith from Measured Gaming. Uh, game two was against the Stormcast Army that had just won on the stream. I think that was Lockie Clark, um, and he 
was running the the, the Templar with the Tempest Axe. Um, better part of Valor uh, and got the b- burnt the objectives. Got the um, got got the the major against him and then played Night Haunt in the last game. And I've forgotten the name of the um, the the guy that I played, and I feel really bad now because um, I've remembered the two opponents from the previous two games. Um, and he didn't have any casters, and I think I cast either Void Pendulum against him on four occasions, uh, including killing his general in the first turn. Like it was just <laughs> it was not a good day to be a night haunt. Um, bad man. Yeah, he he brought his Mongol up. Failed the charge and then I hit a Mongol with 10 evocators. So he popped up and then died and that that was over p- pretty early on. So finished day one with um, three wins, uh, two majors and one minor. On track for um, backing up. There's a lot of nervous people at the end of day one thinking, fuck, are we going to listen to another 12 months? Not only of, oh, well, when I won CanCon, but, oh, well, when I went back to back at CanCon, so I think there was a lot of people like trying to get me to drink some Kool Aid that they might have put some shit in, um, but I just avoided that. Was that Aaron? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I had you back. I wanted nothing more than another twelve glorious months of yeah the, the victory lap going all the way around again. Yeah, I think I'm going to say that you're probably in the minority in the Australian <laughs> community in that one, because um, <laughs> it's always good to hang your hat on something. But uh, no, that's not me anymore. I am now a nobody in the community. I'm not the reigning CanCon champ. I am going to fade into obscurity, I'm sure. Clint, day one, what was causing you more sort of internal panic? Was it the fact that you were running a 220-person or 200-person event and that you had the whole weekend ahead of you or was it the fact that Adam was winning his games and might be going back to the <laughs> It was definitely the 200-odd person tournament, yeah, because the one thing that we struggled on last year was scoring, like doing all scores, and then I was super concerned about it this year and it happened again with those people and their books and whatnot. It's okay, Adam. You can still be Adam from the Heralds. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that just means I have to edit less when you don't get to say, when I went back to back, I can edit that. I don't have any games day one. Well, I have all of them, really. Um, Go through all of them, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, round one, uh, I, I, people kept asking me, it's like, oh, what lists are doing well or what's doing well? There are 200 people here. I have no idea. Like, there are people I knew that were there but I didn't see for two days. Because they were just lost in a sea of faces and I just didn't see them. So, yeah, it's we, it's mind-blowing just how many people were there. Um, but yeah, most of the guys here would have been involved or have run events in the past. I know most of, uh, of our guys have. And, like, the biggest thing we would have run as the Dwellers would have been 80 or 90 people at Moonstruck and Face Off a few years ago. And to think, like, that, that was big and we had a team of five people uh, working on that and that was like that was big and that was intimidating so to think like more than double that it just blows my mind yeah i think i need my head red but nathan chilled you out with that chat on friday night so it's fine <laughs> oh it was it was fine yeah just trying to get stuff done and he's just talking absolute nonsense i don't even i don't even remember it let alone him <laughs> that's uh, no idea what i was talking about <laughs> it was uh it was nonsense
it was huge. We had a, we had a team though, so it wasn't just me. It was myself and Dennis. Travis was the tech wizard, and then a chap named Ty from Brisbane. So Travis and Ty were the hardest workers this weekend, I reckon, because I just changed them, changed them to the desk, and they just did scoring all day. And then we had Gemma and Sam and Mark occasionally. Shout out to all those guys. What an awesome job the whole support team did. They were bloody wicked. Yeah, working the whole weekend. They were awesome to talk to when, you know, even when they were busy, they were just, it was great. The atmosphere was great. Gemma was wandering around the tables quite a lot, chatting to people, taking photos. It was just, it was a really well run event, particularly given the, the location and the amount of players. Yeah, much love to going around handing out bottles of water round one and the fucking like 36 degree heat that or whatever so on Saturday. Good. Try 41. Oh, mate, it was fucking swamp ass hot. <laughs> I, y- y- yeah, I know. I know that's hot. So we did. Uh, we did water last year, and definitely made sure that we did water again this year. It's only only one bottle because that's a lot of water. But um, yeah, hopefully, I, people seem to be very happy with it. So that's yeah. I have to say, I was very impressed with the guy who decided to bring his own battery-powered fan to stick onto the side of the table each Jesus. round. Living who, in the future. Who was that? can't remember. Was it Mick? I think it was Mick F01. <laughs> Ferraro, next level. <laughs> really? Oh, that's sweet. That's really... I right, next time it can just be clipped to me and and I'll be able to walk around and not sweat. Mick needs a fan because he is fucking hot. <laughs> the pretty man. He, he brought his family around too. They're very pretty as well. Like his kids. Rain it in champ. <laughs> Calm down, motherfucker. it back. <laughs> just come on. No, they're good oh, cool. family. <laughs> Looking family. I need an adult. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Shout out to Mick F01. Kicked our ass at Smash Bros. Like, it was a beatdown. What's, What's a Smash Bros? <laughs> All right, we've already talked to you guys, uh, coverage team, about the day one with when we talked to Dan, but were there any kind of particular highlights that we haven't mentioned from that, that first day that you can think of? It was just good. The games were solid. Uh, we got to see two armies you've never seen on the stream or have played, so that's pretty solid. Yeah, that was it. it was just it was it was pretty much business as usual because we do it before. But I think the key part was the support staff were amazing. Kept coming over like because you're live, you don't really get much uh, to do. But they kept bringing water, which was amazing. Everyone was super stoked to be on the stream. That was ace. Um, that was like it was really enthusiastic, and then everyone was just. Mega helpful. I've never had so much support from a community ever. It was mind blowing, really. Was it? Did it all work the way you expected it to? Obviously, you weren't using your own equipment, or it was kind of half your equipment, half Herald's equipment. Um, did Australia throw up any sort of challenges you weren't expecting, or uh, internet was? But that wasn't. It wasn't a challenge until like there was a solution on hand. Travis was amazing, and he was just like, "We're doing this," and I was like, "Cool," and it worked. The only day it didn't work was the very last game, which upset me a little bit. But that then just did something else and it worked fine. So there was no issues. It was, it was really, really good. And actually, the 40k guys in the other room were using the venue internet and that ended up messing up. So this solution was better. So no problems at all. Fantastic. So my day one, I, um, I played against Zenith in round one with Gloomspire kits. I had no idea what any of them did. Um, but I just kind of pushed Grimgast at things and cast some spells with Nagash. And that's basically my whole tournament report. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Um, 
They're a cool army though. They do some really interesting things. The debuffs are really strong. Um, I think they're going to struggle to finish games occasionally, mm -hmm. particularly against like armies like mine because just nothing was dying. Like obviously nothing in my army goes away, but then he's got neg one or neg two to hit on a lot of stuff. Um, so it was, we just had this a bit of a board stall. But um, Nagash, Nagash found a way uh, and got the win. Game two, I also played Gloomspite Gits. Uh, and this time we didn't finish the game. And this was a, a pretty awkward situation that I think we resolved pretty well and I ended up bringing Clint in on this one. We um, we ended the game. Yeah, we ended the game. <laughs> I'm getting a look here. I don't know. Um, we ended the game in round four and we just, like, through a lack of pre-planning, we didn't really look at the clock and we didn't realise we weren't going to get our fifth turn in um, and we were in the awkward spot. And it just gets thrown up by a uh, better part of Valor as a scenario because you've got to choose to burn your objectives and you can only do that at the end of your turn and so at the end of the bottom of four which was my turn i had the choice of burning my objectives my opponent had never actually been given an opportunity to burn the objectives because he thought he was going to have turn five and could burn in turn five we didn't get a turn five so we eventually just called the game a draw because i i personally didn't feel like it was fair to burn my objectives say so, hey i win eight nil because i burnt my objectives and you didn't get to so that threw me into the draw bracket, which was, was interesting because I don't think anyone really thought there would be any perfect draws throughout the weekend. Uh, and in the end, there was another one. But yeah, so I got a draw in that one uh, and then got a win in the third game against one of my old clubmates, Alex McDonald, who was running a death. Not much happens. It's a pretty slow game. Nothing dies. Everything gets back up. Mirror, mirror matches, I find, actually might be my most interesting matches to do coverage of. There were two mirror matches this weekend, and we wanted to put them on. Oh, well, there were more than two. There were loads. But uh, actually, from a commentating point of view, weirdly, they seem incredibly fascinating. And I don't know as players if you would second that. or I mean, obviously, I play too. But like, whether or not you agree, or do you find them boring? Like, What's your feeling? Mirror match is my favourite match by a long way. I think it's really good... Um, way of differentiating player skill so certainly when i reflect on daughters of cain and my record against Lockie, um <laughs> that's absolutely the case i think to some extent it depends on your army and if you don't fancy the mirror match because you know that says something about how miserable your army is to play against uh because then when you have the opportunity of facing it you feel bad about that so uh it also, um, so like, so depending on the matchup, of course, um, brings some interesting list uh, decision making. Um, because, like, do you, do you want to add some units that might help you in the mirror, but might be less good elsewhere? So I think um, in one of the the Sylvaneth armies, there were, was six eels, which actually really helps mm -hmm. in that mirror. Um, I'm not, it's probably good just to have six eels anyway, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It really, it really d differentiates the, the, in that mirror. So it's interesting for sure. Yeah, that was the, that was for me the game that I enjoyed most of the weekend. Being a Sylvaneth player myself, I probably got an awful lot of wood um, watching that game between <laughs> me. Single three. I was, yeah, I was wondering if you would leaf out that kind of joke. Yeah. It wouldn't be a dweller show without some puns. Uh, better quality puns than that, obviously. But anyway, um, but that mirror match between Lee and Liam with the two winter leaves. And when you get that, it is down to player skill. It down to you both know the armies really well, so you know your weaknesses, you know your strengths. And it's the what you add to the army. It's that it's the allies that you bring in. So the six eels um, ambushing in from Liam's, Lee's perspective. Um, makes some really really intriguing games to watch. Well, 
Well, I wonder, yeah, do do they make good coverage? Because so, I have never actually put one on. Um, I, I did a 40k one, a mirror match, and it's since then I've gone, I think I'd like to put more on, but I don't know if people want to see it. That's kind of the... I think they're too specialist. Like, it's only Sylvaneth nerds that are probably interested in a Winterleaf versus Winterleaf match um, because you're interested in those very finer points of difference between the two armies. Yeah, I think to some extent in terms of choosing matchups for coverage, it, the story for the tournament might justify it. So when it's on a top table towards the end, uh, maybe then you kind of skew towards putting it on more often than you might otherwise. Uh, but yeah, kind of in the, yeah, as you say, on day one when you want to feature lots of different things, maybe then it's not kind of serving the same purpose as I think Dan was saying earlier. There's like a different role for different times in the event. I think they can bring out some really sort of technical gameplay aspects, particularly the Death Mirror. Nothing dies in the Death Mirror. You can have 30 Grimgars fighting 30 Grimgars and they will just never kill each other because Death has a lot of debuffs and the raising is so strong you're using each other's um, grave sites and stuff like that. So nothing really ever dies. So you've got to think differently. How am I going to get these objectives where you've got two pretty similar armies? And so it, you have to think very differently about how you're going to play because you can't get somewhere by going through stuff. So you need angles on retreats and, and movement and how to when to commit when not to commit so i find that you see some really niche strategies and some very different strategies but yeah whether that would be good for coverage i think maybe death players would find it really interesting and might learn something but yeah maybe other players like yeah it's just a mishmash in the middle of the board but that's still worthwhile right yeah Alrighty, uh we won't talk about day two yet because we've got the evening entertainment from day one so i don't know what uh half of you guys did i don't know what half of like my night was because I don't really remember it. Moose. The moose. So we headed to uh, certainly the the fox fucker guys. We headed to the um, the barcade in uh, in the centre of town. Notorious Sean, did you join us? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a story here, mate. <laughs> Do you want to tell you it? Want, no, I thought I think you'll be better to tell it, my friend. I had a conversation with Sean on the evening of uh, of day one regarding our plans for the evening and Sean said oh, I'm on three wins and three secondaries I actually fancy myself for this event <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to sleep yeah. I'm going to have an early night I'm not going to have a big night with the boys I'm not here for a weekend with the boys I'm here for a weekend of high competitive Warhammer that I, <laughs> I'm placing above other, other priorities so I I've done that. I'll be honest, I've done that. It didn't work because you'd end up thinking about it too much and you kind of put the moz on yourself and you rock up day two and you generally lose. And then all your mates who got shit-faced and had an awesome time, A, give you shit crap for, for that and B, tend to win their games. So my recommendation was that you came out with us. That didn't happen. What did you do? No, no, we just um, we just went back to the carousel and just grabbed pizza and had a couple of... Um Couple of beers, and that was that was really about it. It was super tame, um, and given the way that day two went, probably should have just got shit faced at Moose's. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it was um, yeah, it was good. We just hung, hung out with Rob and Nathan and Clint um, and um, Michael from Dim and Darkness and the coach and so on and so forth. So it was good, low key. It was sort of what the body needed more than sort of yeah anything else. But no, it was just real low key. Nice, nice. Low-key is not how I would describe Lockie's evening. Well, it was about 9.30, quarter to 10. 
Saturday, uh, Saturday night and I was lying on the couch and Nick's like, we've got to go. I was like, no, nah, I've been too sick today. No, nah, not going out. Got pulled to come out. Not drinking tonight. Do you want me to drive? No, nah, we're going to catch an Uber. It's all good. We get there, play some Smash Bros, beat a few people, then Mick the Shark comes out and <laughs> kick, kicks the shit out of us all. Suddenly, guys, we're going out to Moose. No, we're not going out to Moose. After a few few more times, we're going out. For, for our international listeners, listeners, Mooseheads is the worst bar in the world. No, it is the best. You know what? They had $4 basics. You rock up. We got there. It's just like five drinks each, please. <laughs> <laughs> for our UK listeners, it's probably the equivalent of the Cardiff walkabout. Yeah, it, it wasn't there a special? Uh, wasn't it a special theme night? Yeah, it was um, Australia Day beach party. It, it was advertised that you could wear boardies and and bikinis and all those other fun things. Snorkels, snorkels. There was some, I, I had a, like a reef around my head. It was great. <laughs> so we, it was probably about an hour and a half between. Oh, no, I'm not drinking tonight, and you ordering five drinks at once. <laughs> yeah, the things took a turn for the better. That's for sure. It was a pretty long night. Um, Chris Chris piked a bit early, Sam. Uh, yeah, I, so our sweet fox shorts that we have, I ordered mine about two sizes too small. And so after a day of chafing around in those, I needed to go home and uh, ointment up. It was a <laughs> bit rough. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Sam snuck out early as well. Yeah, I did a, a phantom. It was a really good one because I was mid-sentence. Didn't finish my sentence and took my drink with me. <laughs> and the bouncer was like, you can't take your drink. So then, yeah, it's sort of, that was my time to call it a night. Mm. Lockie and I got home at about three and were a little the worse for wear. Wasn't great. Mooseheads dance floor. Oh, oh boy. I think that set us up pretty well for, um, for day two in the end. Um, Dan, what did you guys, were you guys hanging out with uh, Big Sean or? Yeah, we were, after a day of running around the hall, all I mm-hmm. really wanted was a bath and a good magnesium salt soak, <laughs> a bit of light <laughs> yoga and a foam roller. Um, unfortunately, none of those were available. Uh, so I had Sean and Seth's uh, chicken stories um, to keep me company. <laughs> <laughs> This is not my story whatsoever. Do not. The chicken smasher. Do not. He's a fucking liability there, boy. I tell you. All right. Who's telling it? Has to be Sean. No, I can't. I can't. I cannot do it in the way that Seth does it, though. It's just okay, imagine a US expat in fielding the one rural town in New Zealand on his farm with an annoying rooster, which he one-shots in the head uh, with a rock. Ten from the back. Yeah, uh, ten, ten from the back at quite a distance and unexpectedly. To be fair, oh. though, the, ro- the rooster had been giving him shit for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd been messing his kids um, and other things, so it had it coming. Yeah, and it was just way... It seems to be really surprised that he actually hit it and then hit it in the head and then didn't kill it but gave it an aneurysm. <laughs> and then oh. the poor thing just flips out. Uh, proceeded to just cause a whole load of drama, including to his wife's horse, which was nearby and was getting freaked out about this chicken just losing its shit. Um, so Seth didn't have anything to hand. So what did he decide to do? Put it down on the ground next to him and stomp on its head. <laughs> stop! Did that oh, work? No, uh, it did not work. So what it resulted in was a chicken head under his foot and a still flapping, squawking chicken uh, with no success. Yep, and he 
when he got the hatchet, was it? To yep. finish off? This is uh, Seth Cook. Um, sick, this is so dark. Second best ball. Sports player. God. Check out your favourite game, Lockie. No. No, my opinion. My opinion of Seth. The kale growing cunt. My opinion of Seth has changed. My worldview is gone. It's shattered. And this is just any given weekend on the farm. The Seth Jesus. Um, so no, it's, it's it's just really creepy how excited and how animated he gets when he tells the story of this poor chicken that he just put through hell for about two minutes. The the head stomp was out of kindness because he didn't want it to suffer. It came from a good place. It did. The rock didn't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh so the intent's all good, but so you know. Uh, Saturday night for myself, um, went back to the hotel and ointmented up, as, <laughs> as Chris put it. And that just took a lot of stress out of the day. Uh, <laughs> took off a big load. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we yeah, went back to where I was staying and like, had, had the shower after the 40, however hot it was in that, that hall, and just felt like a new man. Like It just felt amazing to put non-sweaty clothes on and went out with my mates from Melbourne who were at their first Age of Sigmar tournament um, and we just went to get a counter meal um, at a sort of services club type place uh, in Dixon. Uh, had a few quiet beers there. Uh, Jesse was there as well. Um, I'm his mate. Um, <laughs> and we, we pulled up some fairly early. Like I was probably back by 11, but it was really good for for those guys who were at their first AOS tournament um, to sort of all, all have a chat about, you know, how their day had been and uh, some of the Sydney guys were there. Um, but, yeah, it was that was a good night, but it was a quiet night in the end. Nothing – I wasn't out till 4 a.m. Fuck that. I feel like my story's been told twice over so far um, because we just – are you right? Trying to take the microphone? I think he's feeling the pressure because Dan dropped probably the best pun of the evening. Mm. Silence. Silence. How rare is that from you? (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe it. He's got nothing to say because he can't talk about winning CanCon this year. The podcast will never be the same. Uh, So, yeah, we we just (laughs) hung out with the Kiwis um, and... Rob Nathan and um, had pizza and stuff. It was great because I got to see Dan be really hangry. Because oh, we're just was he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucky bitch when I'm tired. Of it was it was funny because he's normally just so cool and calm and chirpy and it was like trying to organise dinner, but make sure that we didn't leave any of the other people out because like um, a couple of the Liverpool guys are there and South Australians and just making sure. And then we'll eventually come back and Dan's like angrily trying to order pizza on the iPad. And just He just wanted food. <laughs> it was great. I can empathise with your, your plight having just ordered Domino's via their app. It's a terrible website. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, just chilling out, um, chilling out in our little cabin thing there where I was putting soft scores in and listening to Seth's stories and that kind of thing. It was, it was, pre- it was just pretty low-key, and that's kind of what I needed. Oh, yes. So uh, we did the coverage all day, and we just landed in uh, Australia on the Thursday, and then we did some socialising Thursday night, and we did all the work 
on Friday um, and I'd had a cold before we left. And as you can hear, still with me a bit. Uh, so Saturday wiped me out quite a bit. Um, so we went back and I, we ate pizza and went to sleep. Listened to, obviously, Chicken Fucker's <laughs> story. Um, uh, but that was good. And I, I was in bed by like nine, maybe, 9.30. I was like, we really did want to go to Moosehead's as well. Because Nathan had been talking about it for ages. Because <laughs> uh, he loves a party and a dance. Um, but yeah, I was wiped out and I really wanted to try and have my voice be okay for the next day. So I just went and got some sleep. I had a bad headache. Some $4 gins would have helped you throw it. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have done that. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty sweet thunderstorm as well that evening. Yeah. Yeah, some fork lightning and all of that jazz. And uh, that cleared the air, which was pretty... I mean, that was a hot day and, uh, yeah. Shout out to the measured boys who were trying to camp through that thunderstorm and I think Pat holding a tarpaulin up over the rest of them all night. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. So, yeah, and... (laughs) 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 Uh, But, yeah, no, that lightning was impressive, so, uh, and, and, well, it just made the next day comfortable as fuck. Yeah. The next day was a lot better. Like it was still a warm day, but it was not unbearably so. The uh, the, the kind of climate control in the in the venue coped a lot better. Um, so yeah, we'll whiz around the table. We'll do our uh, our, our second day. I'm uh, tired as fuck, so I'm gonna like four and two, best tournament I've ever been to in any game system. Flawlessly run, amazing to, amazing support crew. Um, Zandri is the best free city in AOS <laughs> uh, I love my Arabs And I can't wait to expand the army over the rest of the year um, Big shout out to the two people I gave my sports votes to Who was Nathan Princey from Sydney um, And Thomas Holdsworth also from Sydney Two ripping blokes, two bloody awesome games Yeah, um, so day two didn't go as well as day one I couldn't just shoot people off and Explain to them why they should remove their models. <laughs> so I played um, Ash McEwen in game four. He's um, He was a gent. He was a sir. I played a relocation orb. Um, short story is he went second for the first three turns and scored nine points, and I scored uh, three points. And at that point, it's game. Um, sort of just played out for kill points. The secondary's got that. Then I played... Oh, what's the lad's name with the Stormcast on me that pushed your points in? Nathan. Nathan, yeah, played Nathan from Sydney. Oh, he's a, he's a good lad. A lot of love for Nathan. And he um, he just ran his awesome Stormcast army at me with his ballistas, just outranged me, which was terrifying, and then Thundercatted me. And then before I realised it, um, the game was over because <laughs> it finishes in turn three <laughs> if you win a knife to the heart. Totally forgot that. Uh, and then last game played Tristan Smith, uh, Doors of Cain Hagnar, and Focal Points. Was that the last match? Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. tired. And um, was able to, to win that game. So ended on a high note um, after two losses. So went 4-2, six uh, secondaries. I uh, don't know where I finished. Find out tomorrow? Yeah, well, it's going it's gonna to be tomorrow now. Yeah. Like, considering it's midnight. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Um, so no, it was, it was a great event. A lot of love for everyone. Um, everyone just was a blast. Didn't have any bad games. Didn't have any... Awkward moments or anything of the sort. Couldn't ask for more. Paying money, taking time off work and away from the family. Coming um, to Australia to play Warhammer, meet the lads, have a great time. Really couldn't ask for you know much more. I would have maybe listened to Nick and go to Moosex. 
<laughs> it, there's always next year. Yes. <laughs> I'll lock that in. That's recorded. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, started the morning playing Chris with his blight cyst. He taught me a few lessons. Uh, then I played Chris with some lizard men, and he would have taught me a few lessons if his dice had been slightly better. Uh, and then I played Chris with his... Uh, <laughs> not even lying. I, I, I was Christian with his uh, Phoenix Temple. Uh, I hear the terror of the internet, uh, that, that army list. And uh, I, yeah, we, we had a Sequitor versus Phoenix fight that lasted for fucking ever. Um, and eventually, eventually uh, yeah, the, we got to stop rolling dice, which was uh, unfortunate because I, I had six awesome games across the weekend. I'm not telling you who my best sports uh, were because it could literally have gone to any of them. And I, and I think that would have been well-deserved. Um, and I had... I, I was looking forward to CanCon and I yeah, haven't been for a few years and I had a much more magical weekend than I'd ever expected. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I, I rocked up uh, day two to face uh, 18 eels. That was uh, nice. ex- extremely exciting as they proceeded to take my army off in a couple of turns. Uh, then I played against 60 Reapers and 15 Black Knights, which proceeded to take my army off. And then I played against uh, another death army, which I took off in a couple of turns. Um, all, all great guys. Um, six great games, as, as you'd say. And uh, yeah, love, love Kankong. Well done, Clint. It's great. So day two, I was doing my world's worst Waldo impression uh, in my red and white shirt running around the halls, uh, mainly focusing on the top ten tables as things were getting to the business end. Um, still surprised that war herds were up and around on the top tables right up to the very end. Um, yeah, a lot of you know, interesting to see that list and some of the other ones up near the top. Um, the rest of it was largely, I'm still amazed there was a, a free guild versus free guild match on table 95. That was a very interesting one to follow along. Um, and then the rest of it was just following the New Zealand lads, seeing where they were doing. I was super proud of them. They all um, basically got four wins each. Um, some got a minor as well and just really impressed with how the guys did and played over the weekend. I felt quite neglected because as soon as I told you I was losing to Ash, you just sort of fucked off and never came back. <laughs> well, I didn't need you anymore. <laughs> so I felt really... Yeah, no, it was... I bought you water twice during that, basically to try and turn it around and yeah, you fucked was, it up. I know, because I was sort of like fuming at myself and I could feel the anger and you just sort of walked past and you want some water mate? And I'm like fuming please. At you, fuming at yourself for not going to Mooseheads? Or? Yeah, yeah I was just like if I was really hung over I could come up with a better game plan right now. <laughs> uh, so day two um, finished like, yeah, I'll, I'll be quick like Sam because it's, it's late. Uh, finished five and one. Um, Michael Thompson uh, got the minor win over me in Knife to the Heart and you're to blame. Darling, you give love. A bad name. <laughs> He's a story got, the, got the minor. Had a couple of chances to win it. So, um, Mick, edit, awesome job. Edit, uh, edit that out, Clint. <laughs> first, time, first time I've lost at CanCon since 2017. Um, <laughs> well done. And uh, played against uh, Broad McMurdo in the last game, who I've been to a number of tournaments with. But never played against him. And the guy, yeah, cracking game. I can see why he won a sports uh, trophy. I think he finished second overall, third. Um, yes. So, Brod, there you go. Kill in, inhumanely kill more farm animals, and and you might have a shot at the title. So, pick up your act. 
Shit, what did the go came first? <laughs> okay. So um yeah, and and I'm really sorry, Broadway. Uh, I had a I had a evocators against um his great unclean one um and rolled fifteen four pluses on twenty dice. Um and he then proceeded to fail twelve of those fifteen saves and he lost his great unclean one in what should have just it was it it, it was really shit. Um just when dice go against. Um, but it was yeah, he, he was a gent to play against. So finished five and one. I don't know where I finished because I didn't get enough secondaries and I had a minor win as one of those five. So anywhere I would imagine between probably 15th and 25th um, by the time that all settles. Uh, pretty much guarantee I won't get a best sports vote because I was just, you know, <laughs> been a prick all weekend. <laughs> Fuck the community. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out, Glenn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that all all ends up. But no, awesome weekend, great great time again. You know, third year in a row at CanCon. I'll be back. Bring it. Well, so uh, for the show, uh, Sunday's the most exciting bit, really. Always, whenever you do the two days, Saturday's the prep. You got the man in the background. So again, Dan doing a great job building up the stories. And then you bring them through. So what you try and do is not pick any of the people you think or the armies you think are going to do well. And then you've got the global stats as a kind of like backdrop for that. So you don't see daughters or death day two. Where it gets interesting when you get into day two here in Australia is you guys don't want to fucking play ball. Yeah, like fuck knows what's doing well. Warherd are doing well. Um, and it's exciting. So you're like, right, KO. They're on three. Game four, and then you've got Dave Kerr, he's got the master, he's got Ironeth, it's pretty cool. Eidolons, you don't really tend to see a lot of them, in my opinion. He's got Gilna Bade on it, that's wicked. Um, also, side note, I travelled over from the other side of the world, super pumped to talk about Australian Warhammer, and my voice sounded like a baby's fart. Uh, so, I couldn't do the coverage, so Nathan did the first game. What was the first game like? Uh, some guns just went straight through some fishes. They <laughs> basically, if you wanna if you wanna go fishing, you use a harpoon, and uh, that uh, KO list had a big unit full to the brim with harpoons, and yeah, they got themselves some fishes. So yeah, pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah it was good. And then just covering the games. I mean, maybe we don't want to ruin how they went necessarily. Uh, but that was cool, especially Dave. Watching Dave play was amazing as well. Because one of the things that's really fun. I guess, maybe, and I'm sure you guys all have at some point, but actually watching Warhammer, you get to watch players play, and it's really cool hearing about people like Dave from across the world, and actually just I'm just standing watching him for two and a half hours, played a tight game, rolls dice well, knows what he's doing, it's incredibly articulate, so like you really get a sense for why these guys are good and how they're good, so that was really useful, uh, but... He got his face kicked in um, by the stone, <laughs> by, by the stone cold German assassin. Uh, Dave was like, "Do you want to have a laugh?" And he was like, "No, no." <laughs> like, like, that guy's got a soul; it's in his toes. Um, like, <laughs> wow! Oh, I mean, like, he was a he was a fucking lovely guy. Yeah, just like like dead inside. Like, which is <laughs> No, that's that's meant with love. Uh, and then, and then, but it, what's exciting in the background is, especially with Dan, he's going around and he's getting all who could win. So then you lined up. We thought it might be. Uh, then we went into game two, which was Nurgle, uh, which I don't think was top uh, top. It was table five. It was table five. But all these guys had a chance to win. So which game do you cover? So you pick. Um, and then yeah, it was Nurgle versus. Oh fuck! It was like two hours ago. 
Uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Daughters of Cain. Daughters of Cain. And then what was really cool, again, like we said, lost my voice. So we got Gemma, a local, who's one of the masters qualified. She did the coverage. and We asked her, and she was, like, well up for it. And she did it with Dan, and Dan's with a superstar all weekend. So that's cool, like, giving her a try, having a crack at it. Because I'm not really interested about me doing the coverage. I just want competent gamers to talk good Warhammer. So I'm pretty certain anyone in this room could do it really well. And if you get the chance, I'd love you to. So either do it, or when I get the chance to be near you, let's do it. Um, maybe not you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or definitely you, I can't decide. Sometimes I'm a bit nasty. I don't mean to be. And then, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then game three, it gets super exciting because it's just the two people who could win, and then you're just talking about it. And that was a roller coaster game, up and down, uh, and it was a nightmare. And then... It was really fun. Great. I haven't had that much fun commentating since I commentated the South Coast GT two years ago, which was the other largest event in the world. So amazing. And I watched my mate completely choke. Like one of my close personal friends whose wedding we were at like three weeks ago and he just choked. The Is that worst. when you got pepper sprayed? Just yeah, you? Yeah, just me. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan helped me out. It was just nice of him. <laughs> Nathan got anything? No, well, I just want to say, yeah, super big uh, shout out to to Jim and and Dan. Dan's done a uh, he's smooth talker. Yeah, some good good describing there. <laughs> 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 not not at all laconic, so that's great. Uh, really useful if you're going to be commentating on games. So yeah, probably adds a, a good counterpoint to your commentary style, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan's the zinger machine. <laughs> And that's it, really. Like it, it's just exciting, and then still pumped. I was super tense that game. Like games of Warhammer are really fun, and especially like you guys said, when there's something on the line, and Clint putting on such an incredible event, it's got to be cool for those two people to walk away with that victory. Uh, and then big shout out to Matt. Very nice. Yes, yeah, so my day two went pretty well. Um, backed up off four hours sleep. Uh, played Tristan Smith, who uh, Sean played as well. In relocation orb, uh, I think Tristan made an error in that he gave me second turn, uh, and then I put him in a position where he had to take second, uh, first turn in the second battle round as well, which meant I got to score six uh, in the first couple of turn turns, which was really key in the scenario. Uh, so that went well. Uh, got my got my secondary, got a major win. Uh, same in round five. Uh, what did I play against in round five? It was like two hours ago. Oh, Chaos Dwarfs. Played Chaos Dwarfs. They're not a real army. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck dwarfs. Fuck you. They're great. And in the mirror match, they drew. <laughs> Fucking legends. Fucking hell, what was that? How bad is it that you're not allowed to say it on what has been said on this episode so far? Fuck you. Wow, all right. Um, uh, how, what did you think of them? I think if you roll really well, they're really good. Skullcrackers, when they roll 18 or 19 attacks consistently, are pretty good. And I'm, yeah, magma cannons are pretty good when there's three of them and they're shooting all your stuff off. Um, but the scenario was knife to the heart and I managed to run Nagash off to the heart and knife, knife it pretty good. I think there were, <laughs> <laughs> there were 40, 40 infantry on the, on the heart and he just kind of went all sour on in Lord of the Rings on them and uh, somebody unit up next to him and grabbed the objective. So happy days. Got the I ma- uh, got the major. Got the um. Got the the secondary as well. Uh, and then round three, I played Matt, uh, not Matt Ben. I played Ben, who had the Nurgle, the triple great unclean one list, 
and I think this is a pretty good matchup for me because his army can't really kill mine. He just doesn't have the damage output to get past my summoning. I can kill him if I'm not debuffed, which means he has to take give me first turn because if he, if he moves forward without debuffing me, I'll just kill him. Um, the problem was we're playing um, focal point, so I just sat on three of the objectives. He just couldn't shift me. Charge Nagash into three great unclean ones. Hand of dusted off two of them. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Got the other yeah. down to two wounds, then Nagash died. <laughs> Happy days. Uh, four points secondary as well. So perfect day after uh, a perfect evening. So, Clint. Well, day two went a lot smoother. Um, as far as record keeping and stuff goes, uh, we also had like the coolest army judging, t- like uh, voting today from from the players. And there are lots of really awesome, really awesome projects that people have been doing. Like, you know, Aussie Wargamer doing his YouTube series. Um, you know, as as you see him just do this army up, and then it turns up, and he's got this frame and this book that he made and whatever. It was just ridiculous. Um, you know. Uh, no, no, uh, no, Zandri. <laughs> I saw it. I saw the look. Uh, yeah, so there were lots of cool armies and people voting on them. Apparently, uh, Travis was saying that uh, this random family had come through and voted also. <laughs> so uh, that was that was interesting. Um, I've got to give a shout out to Ryan Kirby's army. He has uh, the Beastman and his banners have podcast logos on the, the banners, the Beastman. So there's a very faithfully drawn Dwellers Below logo. I think there was a Herald's logo on one of them. It was really cool. That, that sounds like vote fishing if ever I've heard it, though. It, it's a cool army, he though. Got, he got a nomination. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was really awesome. And, of course, uh, Blake took that one out again. Um, but he did say he's not going to do that next year. So, well, I have to hold him to that. Um, uh, yeah, we had to escort old mate out this afternoon. That was very fun. Um, and then we just, uh, I was just hovering over over the two guys as they did the last sort of calculations and we could do some presentations that seemed to just last forever because there's so many prizes and stuff. So, yeah, Blake got the coolest army. Um, Brant Sirs, one of the free guild players, uh, one judge's choice. Uh, for his like, it's it's more of a technical painting award, but his uh, free guild definitely strong nostalgia factor there. Uh, best opponent was Josh Best, who just ran sort of Albano uh, destruction around all weekend and had face paint. There was lots of face paint at this event, considering how sweaty everyone was. There was a narrative point on the line for it, so oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't more. Oh, there might be next year. So if there's more narrative points. Benzman, anyone, the best sort of judge's choice terrain with, for his Ideneth. He made like waves washing away ruins and stuff and he'd like embedded them in the waves as they were being picked up. And we had sort of best in alliance. So Joel McGrath from Meshit got chaos. Matt Tyrrell got best death. <laughs> best death. As obviously because you don't get uh, best in alliance if you place. And... Third best death, right, fine. <laughs> but previously, so, so Matt won best death at the first CanCon and got a certificate, and uh, which I think Adam has never stopped giving him shit for. Uh, so it looks really good on his fridge next to his three-year-old's artwork from Kinder. Like, they go side by side. It's so cute. 
Uh, so now he has a proper trophy. Uh, Joel Hennessy got best destruction, and Nathan Princey, who's been mentioned a couple of times, and as an absolute gent, got best order. And then best overall, you know, uh, Michael Thompson, Rockhampton, got third. Uh, you got second, Nick. I did indeed. Happy days. Uh, and then Matt Campbell won. So he second at Masters and then first at CanCon. So it's a pretty good record. Yeah, he's done consistent. Well, he's just done consistently fairly well across the scene for the last two years. I think he was top ten at the first CanCon. He would have been top ten second CanCon, third at the first Masters, second at the second Masters, won a bunch of other events. So I it think was close. Priority roll two or three, it's not his, which is just amazing. Like that's how the game went. Like it was just. Close. That's that's how all games go. All games have priority roles, yeah, Rob. Yeah, no, I agree. What I mean is, though, like that's what's cool about doing the coverage is instead of just hearing a guy won, you get to know just how tense that thing yeah. was, and it was, and he played amazingly well for the win. But that's just a point to bring up. Who yeah. did he play at the end for the win? I mean, who did he play for? The KO. This. Uh, Guys, dead inside. Well, <laughs> well he is now. <laughs> Poor Alex. He was lovely. He if, was really nice. If he won, we were going to have to rename it Cancron. Cancron. <laughs> oh, that's his last name. So the, all the South Australians were like, "Yeah, Cancron." Um, and no, he didn't win. So yeah. apparently, he played like hundreds of practice games in the lead up to the event with that list. The man is a machine. It's very, it's very German efficiency, oh, isn't very it? Efficient. Damn it, you stole it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it was awesome. Things I'd do differently. Uh, pick winter, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had time to digest it. I'm sure I'll come up with like a thousand things by the time we do our own episode on it. But, um, no, overall it seemed to run okay and people were happy just judging from this room and... Whatever, so I think I speak for all of us in saying that we are all massively happy. We had an awesome time. It was a super well run event. Obviously, there were some issues after round one with people running off with their scorecards. But what what are you going to do, right? As a TO, you can only uh, factor in so much player player error. Are you going to do it again? Is it happening again next year? Are we making it three hundred? No, it's not three hundred. Uh, look, there were times this weekend where I'm like, why? Why would I do this next year? And then and it was all over. And I think, and I think, yeah, no, we'll do it again next year. Um, yeah, no, we'll definitely do it next year. It just won't be three hundred. It'll probably be two hundred again. Four hundred. Two hundred. Fantastic, Rob and Nath, you guys uh, coming back next year or looking into it or? Well, I definitely would like to. Yeah, it was very lacquer, so we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, never had a... Re- like, yeah, everyone's been amazing, obviously. Like, just wonderful. Um, super generous, which is great. Uh, you kind of just want to get on, really. Like, it's a bit awkward. In, in, I'm sure you guys know that. Um, really, the event should be about, like, Clint, Matt, and all the guys playing. So we only really do it so we can showcase that. So a big shout-out to Dan, uh, other Dan, who gave up their time to help make it work, and then Gemma, who guest spotted. So we only really do it so that everyone else can see it all, because otherwise you don't really get what's going on, right? Because you guys, like, more than me, in fact, you guys have been going to events for years and years, and you know that they're fucking great, but you have to show people it's fucking great, right? I mean, when we strap GoPros to you in Mooses, that's when we've got (laughs) it. That's when we've got it. 
We've got some good photos, actually. <laughs> that will not be seeing the light of day. <laughs> but I would love to come back. Everyone, and actually, probably one of the one of the things I've noticed it might be it's a younger crowd here in Australia. I don't know if you really know that, but like, uh, I think America might be the kind of oldest ish, and then and then Australia's the youngest, and it shows really. All the uh, old guys play Kings of War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <it wasn't> fine. Because <laughs> whatever it is that makes it they're like this, let's do that. Because yeah. it's fucking cool. <laughs> For sure. Perfect. Well, it'll be, it will be great to see you guys come back. Um, presumably people can help you guys out uh, subscribing on Twitch. Yeah, Twitch or Patreon. Any of those if you like it. That's awesome because we don't, we no sponsors. So it's all crowdfunded. So we try and do as good as possible. Perfect. Well, if you want to see the Honest Wargamer back at CanCon next year, throw some uh, some subs or some donations their way. Uh, Dan, coming back next year. Big Sean. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um the other half was like, oh, I'll let you go just once. And I was just like, fucking rookie era, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've opened the door on this one. You're not closing that one. So um, that, that is exactly what happened with me with my first ETC trip um, yeah. four years later. Oh, the standard's been set, my friend. So, um, no, I wouldn't miss it for the world. It was it was everything I wanted it to be and more. And everyone is just a fucking total sir. And big love to all you lads. Um for the time that you've taken out of all your busy days to, to have a chat and catch up and shit like that and get to know you guys. So, no, awesome. Fantastic. I mean, we've been talking about, because it's been a few years since we've done a CanCon and we've been talking about how much of an awesome weekend we've had. It's just been absolutely next level, 10 out of 10. It's been like a six-month like in the making kind of thing as well, like hobby chat, you know, everything just leading up to this, like such a big event, right? When, when we restarted the podcast, which was probably going on about six months ago, we kind of set our sights on hey we're going to do this and we're going to go to CanCon again which we hadn't done in years we're going to play Warhammer at CanCon and it has not disappointed it has been fucking amazing people have got to be really excited that you're back playing these tomorrow as well right like did you get that over the weekend were people pumped yeah stacks of positive feedback so everyone that came up and said g'day over the weekend everyone that said loving the podcast or Maybe you might want to think about improving this or being less arrogant. Like, <laughs> respect the feedback. I'll selectively take it on board. Yeah, and just meeting so many people who, you know, whether it's you know through uh, Twitter arguments or interact interacting online, like so uh, so many people who I've you know I, I'm aware of or I've spoken to it at arm's length and actually meeting in in the flesh, hugging them, mixing sweat. It's been, uh, yeah, exactly the kind of yeah, like uh, thing that we were hoping for when we came back into it. Brilliant. Well, thank you all for coming along and uh, and being on our on our show. I know we're all pretty shattered and it's taken a little while. Uh, obviously, we had to do the pack up before this, but um, yeah, head over to um, you can check out Notorious Hammer, um, the Kiwi guys, Dan AOS Shorts, one of the best websites for AOS content going around. Her- <laughs> Her- Heralds of War. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Heralds of War, the other best website for content going around. Uh, we've talked about the guys in the corner. We don't need to cover them anymore. Fuck you and your whole crew. <laughs> <laughs> the Honest Wargamer. We've been the Dwellers Below. It's been great to have you all. We'll see you next time. And we can't wait for CanCon 2020. Make it 300. Don't fail your strength test. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys.
brother, you will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the point from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Arm, women liberationists, and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.